Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be telling you about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and how you can get in to see the new land. I'm joined at the table by our Star Wars experts, Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. May the force be with you. Excellent. Well done. Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Michaela Porter. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. All by my lonesome. All by <laughs> there by himself. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. We truly appreciate it. So, again, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge from the standpoint of how do you get in to see the new land? How do you get a chance to experience it? The information we're going to present to you is not new information. I don't believe we have anything new to share. We might have some pricing and availability of information you might not be aware of, but the, the, the general information is all out there already. We're just going to consolidate it and help you give our expertise of how we think you should go about doing this. So first and foremost, if you're not aware, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge are, is a new land, both in Disneyland and in Walt Disney World. It's the biggest expansion for either park. Ever, I believe, is how they're they're positioning it. And it is based on the Star Wars universe. There are Star Wars things. Saga. Saga. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> whenever I run it, whenever I don't realize the Star Wars references, I should come to you and you'll help me fill them in. Yes, I yeah, came up with the word all. saga. <laughs> is that Jar Jar Binks on your hat? Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> that Jar Jar Binks is bones. Um, so again, we're going to tell you about this brand new land and how you can get into it. So first and foremost, when are they open, Michaela? When does it start in Disneyland? When does it start in Walt Disney World? So Disneyland opens May 31st, just a couple weeks. And then Disney World opens August 29th, a couple months later. Excellent. And um, obviously it's going to be very popular. Yep. (laughs) Everyone is talking about it. It's all the buzz. It is. It's all people want to do is get in to see this land. That's it. (laughs) Especially Kevin. I'm trying to add as much as I can to this conversation. Great job. So what's happened is Disneyland has set up a system to help folks staying there mm-hmm. get in to see the land. So why don't you explain that to the folks at home? So if you were staying at one of the three on-property Disneyland hotels, that's Disneyland, the Disneyland Hotel, the Grand Californian, and Paradise Pier, you automatically get a no-charge reservation to get in to see Galaxy's Edge for anybody on your room reservation, basically. It's a four-hour reservation. So one of the things that we know, in hindsight, with the reservations being made, is that people didn't get a chance to pick their reservation. Yeah, no. So they what they have been doing is they typically were the day after you check in, um, and then it's a four-hour block, so it just depended on when they could fit you in, what time yeah, you, got, you got. I know you can change them if there's availability. There's a, They've set up a special phone number actually, which I thought was really nice of them so that the reservation sign didn't get bogged down. Um, But you can call and see if you can change it based on availability. I know I had a client who had a dining reservation that she didn't want to change and they were able to change it. So it just depends. That's excellent. And then for folks who were not staying at one of the three Disneyland hotels, there was a way for them to get a reservation as well. There was. Yep. May 2nd, they opened up and I believe all those reservations filled in two hours. Yeah. They are completely booked up and... (laughs) And that's it. You can't get that. So from this point forward, the only way you're going to get in those opening days is going to be if you are a Disneyland Resort hotel guest. Exactly. And they still have, we're going to talk about this, there's still availability for rooms and there's still availability for um, the reservation to get into the theme park. So I think that's pretty cool in that it's like not all 
blocked out. And it's yeah, all I think done. it's a misconception a lot of people have. People think, oh, well, I'm sure all the hotels are booked, but they really are not. There's lots of availability for that first month that's open. So I want to mention a few things. Um, first of all, you talked about there was a, a phone number people can call mm-hmm. if they have a problem. I'm going to list that here. Um, if you th- a couple things happened. Um, there were glitches in the system, <laughs> and one of the ways they deal- dealt with the glitches and they dealt with folks maybe not getting the reservation that works for them is they set up a, a phone number, 888-854-3104. Again, 888-854-3104. And again, that will allow you to change your reservation or if you made your booking and you don't get an email. Yep. Which has happened. So. Which has happened. <laughs> so basically the system is you book your reservation, you get an email from them that tells you when your reservation is. Mm-hmm. Now, what I understand, it's the reservation is whatever the email address is on file. Yep. So if you use a travel agent, it could go to your travel agent. Mm-hmm. Most likely it's been going to the guest. Right? Does that seem to be the way it's been going? Yeah, I know. I got all of my clients. So it was coming to me, and then I was just forwarding it. Which so. is really nice, because then we can then yeah. help you plan and, and figure out the well, rest of the day. Well, then we know they've there. got it, and they're all set. That's so. true, too. Yeah. So we're worried that you didn't get it. So again, if you don't get the email, if you're not happy with your time, you can call that number mm-hmm. and redo it. You also need to have a couple of things to get this reservation. You need to have a Disney account on Disneyland.com. So there you go. Well, and if you have any Disney, so if you have a Disney World account or a Disney Cruise Line account, they're all the same. Right, because they've put yeah. them all under. But they want to make sure you go to Disneyland.com for yeah. this reservation. The other really great thing is you can have a one-night reservation mm-hmm. and still get an uh, uh, invitation to the, yep. or the, registration, the reservation to get into Galaxy's Edge. And you can have a one-night reservation the first night or even the last night. So people were getting, they were booking the last night of it, and they were getting in a reservation. Yep. So still possible to do. Um, was there anything I missed about um, Galaxy's Edge that you want to add as far as reservations? Um, no, we'll talk about availability later. So Okay. Um, and again, this is the only way you can do it. Yeah. There's not going to be extra magic hours at yeah. Disneyland. Yeah. There's or no- a standby line. Yeah, no standby line. Right. Which is, that's, I mean, they've never done that before, so that's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. No Disney Fast Pass, no Disney Max Pass. How would you like yeah. to be the cast member that has to stand there and tell people that? There's yeah, going to no be a kidding. lot of, <laughs> a lot no of VIP tours. Everyone. No VIP tours either. That's a good point as well. No I just, this is all Disneyland, at least. Correct. Um, and then the other sort of <laughs> caveat of all this is that while almost everything will be open, the one ride, ride Rise of the Resistance will not be available yet. It's going to open later in the year. We don't know when. They haven't told us. We don't know what will happen when it opens, if they'll do some kind of special reservation system for that or not. But that's the way it is. So then beginning June 24th, they're saying no more reservations are needed. You can just come to Galaxy's Edge (laughs) willy-nilly and run around in the emptiness. Provided there is space. Subject to availability. Exactly. The old caveat. I would. I feel bad for the cast member who has to stand outside and says, "No, you have to wait for six people to leave." Let's yeah, speculate a little job. bit about these reservations. You've seen them come in, so people get a four-hour window. Yep, four hours. And the thing I was surprised about, and Craig, you mentioned this as well, they overlap. So it's not like eight eight a.m. to twelve p.m. This group of pe- people comes in, they come out, a next group goes in. They all overlap by at least an hour. 
So it's like eight uh, to eleven, and then the next people are, uh, or eight to twelve. Sorry, and the next people are like eleven to four. Is that four? And how are they going to enforce that? I wonder. How are you going to? I almost wonder if there'll be wristbands or something. Yeah. I think there has to be. Yeah, there has to be. Or they're just going to stamp your forehead or something. <laughs> is that the type of thing you're seeing with the reservations? Like, you know, seven to eleven or eight to twelve. Is that yeah. typically what you're seeing consistently these times? Yeah. Yeah, they're all everything I've seen has been the same time. So it's four hours, and then they all overlap by one hour. So, so I might and that was pretty consistent for most, almost every day. I want to say. Wow. So that's interesting. So they are looking to at least control that as far as this group is in there, and then the next group moves in. Museums have used this um, process for quite a while. I remember we went and saw the King Tut exhibit, and you had an hour to enter the museum, and you had a certain amount of time to make your way through the museum, and then you were supposed to be out. So and it's not. A big anvil fell on you and crushed you. Yes, if you weren't out in time. Exactly. So, so again, we think that what wristbands, different color wristbands. I imagine it'll be similar to when they when they do the parties, like the Christmas and the Halloween party. People get a wristband of a different color, and when you start seeing when your color is expired, they're not going to let you do anything. You're not going to be able to eat anything. You're not going to be able to go into the stores. You're not going to be able to get in line for the rides. So you're gonna just and they'll probably out. do this, you know, where they usher you yeah. out. Oh, I'm sure it'll be split, and they'll have people going in with and people coming out. With those big clean landing flashlights. <laughs> Craig, do you agree with our assessment of what's gonna, how it's going to be handled, or do you think it's going to be some kind of special Star Wars way of handling it, like stormtroopers? Will- but I, I'm all on board. Uh, the only question, as we've kind of all uh, talked about in the past before, is what happens when with people who say, okay, well, I want to try to be in longer, so I'm going to get in Smuggler's Run, try to get in line for that, the Millennium Falcon attraction, right before your time's up. At 10.59. Will, well, in the, so there's that. I know a lot of people were instinctively going for the latest, the, I, that, I don't know where that southern drawl came from there, the <laughs> latest time. Uh, they wanted to get in from that 8 p.m. to midnight round because they figured, like a normal Disney attraction, when it says it's done at midnight, mm-hmm. that means you can get in line up until 11.59.59. And at that point, then it's cut off. So they're using that as the method saying, okay, well, we're going to get even longer in Galaxy's Edge because we're going to wait till the last second to get in line for the attraction. So uh, there's there's still a lot of questions in regards to, to details like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but First I, of all, we're assuming the attraction will be running. Well, that that is a an honest thing to to be concerned about. It's with any type of opening like this, it's it's never guaranteed that everything's going to be working. The other thing too is, I would think you'd want to plan that sort of either earliest one or latest one because then you think maybe fewer people will show up or people will go home. Yeah, you know, kids get tired, Kevin gets tired, people don't make it early in the morning, right? Because they're always late to things like me. Sleeping in. (laughs) So that's, I guess, part of the idea, too. I think that's the reason with the overlap as well, because they think people will be entering the park. Yeah. They won't be running. Out of the goodness of my heart, I'm going to stay out of the land, and I will lay in the uh, hotel and order room service. (laughs) Excellent. So you're going to give up your spot. Uh (laughs) Thank you, Alexander Hamilton. Oh, that's your shot. (laughs) All right. So let's talk a little bit about availability of what we've seen at Disneyland. Um, Again, I mentioned there's still reservations for Galaxy's Edge. There's still theme park um, hotel reservations. There's still Disneyland hotel reservations available. What have you found, Michaela? Honestly, that first month when the reservations are available, 
The only hotel that I really have a hard time finding availability for is Paradise Pier because it's the cheapest. That's what people are going to go for first. After that, I mean, there are some days that it's your options are like a two-bedroom suite or a one-bedroom suite. But the Disneyland Hotel and Grand Californian both have pretty good availability, even for standard rooms for that first month. I priced out May 31st to June 2nd. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe that'll be the weekend that people will want to stay. It's the first weekend and it makes the most sense. And then they get back to work afterwards. Prices are high. Oh, yeah. Prices are high. Um, Disneyland Hotel, now all I could find was a premium view, but $651 per night plus tax. Yep. Grand Californian, premium view club level was all I can find, $899 per night plus tax. So not cheap, but if you want to do it and you're willing to fork out the money. Well, and honestly, yes, it is very expensive, but the prices the next month when there are not reservations are not going to be much lower if they're lower at all. And this way, it's almost like a freebie. Like you're getting a free reservation to Galaxy's Edge and you don't have to stress about it because June 24th is not a day I would really want to be going into that park. Exactly. Because <laughs> like you said, it's going to be willy-nilly and a bit of a madhouse. Well, you also think too, I mean, here this is now the opportunity for annual pass holders who wouldn't book a room mm-hmm. to yeah. start to get into that theme park. And I think that they're going to crush it. I think they're going to be very excited to get in, and mm-hmm. it's going to be huge crowds at that point. Um, what else do we want to let people know about Disneyland as far as Galaxy's Edge? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to affect the rest of the park, too. So you have to know, yes, you have a reservation for Galaxy's Edge, and that's going to be hopefully fairly painless to get into. The rest of the park is going to be crowded. It just is. But there's also a lot of people that couldn't get a reservation, like a annual pass holders that couldn't get a reservation that aren't going till June 24th. So it's going to be bad that first month, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as it's going to be on June 24th. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to try to get in? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> right. And yes. again, those poor cast members. I would not want their job. <sighs> so you're going to have all those people who are going to show up who are going to wait at the entrance to that land if you can even get close to it. Yeah. And there are people oh, who are trying yeah. to get in. It should be interesting. The only other thing I want to mention is uh, something that just came out as of us recording this is that you're going to be able to do mobile ordering at Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Um, Not at all of the food locations, but all except for two. And we talked about this on our uh, Tuesday show that you actually physically have to be in Galaxy's Edge for the mobile ordering to work. For the food location, and I, I think I know why that is. So that if you're not one of those people with the reservations and you're standing on the wrong side of the ropes, you then can't yeah. say to the cast member, "But my food's in there." Right. Yeah. Or go to guest services afterwards and say, "Well, you know, this isn't fair. I ordered and blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. But I don't think I think they've taken all of that into consideration. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Walt Disney World. So we've got Disneyland covered. You got to go book your room. Get your reservation, experience it. And one last thing, sorry, one last thing, Disneyland. It is a lot easier to book a last-minute trip to Disneyland than it is to Disney World. A whole lot less planning goes in. You can show up. You can book it the day before and show up, and you're still going to have a great time. You don't have fast passes to book. It's fairly painless to book your last Restaurants are easy to get reservations exactly, for. Exactly, yep. Excellent. Yep. All right, so let's talk about Walt Disney World. Again, when is the date that it opens? August 29th. August 29th, 2019. Yep. No reservation system here. Yeah. However... My gut feeling is that they're waiting to see what happens at Disneyland. Yeah, I agree. See how crazy it is. 
they may flip a switch at some point and say, oh, no, I'm sorry, you're going to have to have a reservation. Disneyland yeah. is a crash test dummy. It is really. <laughs> if it falls apart there, we know we have to fix it. But as of right now, the information is no reservation available. So that means it's open to everybody. Yep. So how are they helping with the crowds at least a little bit? Uh, so just earlier this, well, first of all, we know regular extra magic hours for Disney Walt Disney World hotel guests. Um, those will be in effect at all four parks. And then they also added extra, extra magic hours uh, for extra, Hollywood extra. Studios. So it opens at 6 a.m. every day until, I mean, every day for the foreseeable f- future, I would assume. Well, they it, talked about it going through November. Go 6 November. Those extra, November. extra magic hours yeah. went through November. November we discussed this on the other show. It, it seems that those are probably going to have to be extended yeah, through the I holiday. So. Oh, definitely. So one of the things that this, the way this information reads is August 29th through the 31st, it's open at 6 a.m. for everybody. You don't have to be a Disney Resort mm-hmm. hotel guest to get in at 6 a.m. Then starting November, starting September 1st through November 2nd, being a Walt Disney World Resort hotel guest, get you the extra, extra magic hours, yep. which are not only at the studios, but they're at the other theme parks as well. Yeah, so they don't open at 6 a.m., but no, they do have added hours as well. Correct. Right. So for Disney Hollywood Studios, for no, for September 1st through November 2nd, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. is the extra, extra magic hours. Yep. For those same dates, Disney's Animal Kingdom will be 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. for extra, extra. And for the Magic Kingdom, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. So that'll be one of the ways you'll be able to get a chance to get in and see it if you're willing to get up early and get over there and get in. Yeah. I don't I donut. Can you tell that I'm hungry? <laughs> this could end up being the best place to be able to start drinking before the sun even comes up. Because, I mean... Oga's Cantina at 6 a.m. Do you really think well, it'll be open at 6 a.m.? Well, okay. So that's that's kind of what my thoughts are, though. Because let, from this time period, we basically know that only Smuggler's Run is going to be open. Rise of the Resistance mm-hmm. will not be open yet. Yeah. So... I, I mean, right. I don't. Do? What else are you going to do there besides some basic shopping and you know whatever snacks well, they might have yeah, in the and morning? They don't have like breakfast foods there, as far as we know. You're going to be having like a pork wrap at six. So you'll be drinking your blue milk, and eventually you're going to say, you know what, the blue milk won't help me deal. I need something a little bit stronger. I know this is going to be weird coming from me, but they explained to us at the Star Wars celebration that a great deal of the park will be interactive. Yes, and that if you have a smartphone, yeah, that's a good you will be able to unlock things and do things and experience things and enjoy things. <laughs> I sound like Joey on Friends, giving and caring and receiving. <laughs> but there's going to be other things, and that if your smartphone app is up and running, you'll be able to interact with cast members in a different way than other people. This, well, I will actually back you up on this a little bit. This is the kind of stuff that someone oh gosh, is sitting. It's the first time. Someone is sitting in a cubicle that is designing all this stuff and saying this is what's going to sell big. And clearly, they're not out there doing like guest research, finding out how many people are using Play Disney Parks because everyone I know has opened that app up like once, maybe twice. Maybe they used it for their full vacation. And then they said, no, it just drains my battery. I don't care. I'm not getting enough out of it and throw it away. So <laughs> I better feel have a fuel like, rod station in Galaxy's Edge. There's going to be a fuel rod station and there's going to be charging stations as well. We saw some of that in the schematics. But again, I think part of you it. You were is looking that, closer than I was. <laughs> um, part of it is you are going to interact with the surroundings around you, maybe even not through the Disney Park apps. I think you're going to see people just 
scouring every inch of this land. Oh, for sure. And looking at the details and and interacting with uh, cast members in a different way. Uh, you can make your own lightsabers and you can buy, right. you can shop where it's the stuff everybody can buy. And then there's going to be a shop where it's going to be limited edition, high-end stuff. They had the names for all this, awesome. but I didn't know. I mean, I too, they, they haven't talked about that. It's going to be reservations to make lightsabers. Mm-hmm. You know that it's not just going to be open to everybody because it's going to—it's a process you go through. Yeah. And- well, the only res- what thing that didn't have a reservation was a popcorn stand, from what I heard. <laughs> Let me go back. And- they Kambucha's, actually just added Kamb- that yesterday. Kombucha's popcorn or something like that. <laughs> it is um, Oga's Cantina and Katsaka's Kettle Popcorn will not mm, have a You can't a have a reservation board. to get Katsaka's Popcorn. Katsaka. So... Going back to the interactive I'm element. talking about this stuff. <laughs> I know. You know a lot about it, too. I do. <laughs> the other thing, too, Craig, is um, you know that you're going to get, like, a storyline, right? When you go into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. You've, you've heard this, is that you can pick if you're going to be the Resistance. Or no, I don't be... think you get a pick. I think your choices oh, in the pick game it. pick for you. Pick who you are. So you and better then, be nice if you want to be light side. And then you're going to go up to certain people and they'll interact mm-hmm. with you. And you're going to go to Oga's Cantina and they're going to go, Craig, you're the Star Wars lush who's here every day at 6 a.m. <laughs> drinking blue milk and Kahlua. <laughs> and kombucha, too. It's an ancient strain. <laughs> so, you know, they, you know, that's what's going to happen is you're going to have a personality in this. Which is going to be the draw for people to come back. Over which is and going over to be again. lucky for some people because they don't have one personality. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Holy smokes. All right. So, um, want to also let people know that Fast Pass plus services will not be available Correct, in Walt yeah. Disney World for Galaxy's Edge. As of now, they say. As of right I now. have a feeling they may add it eventually, but I think it will or be. Or at a least while. for opening for some time yeah. or something. And then. Uh, as with Disneyland, Rise of the Resistance mm-hmm. is scheduled not to be open when the park opens. Yep. All right, so let's talk about availability at Walt Disney World. It's also really good. Yeah. I mean, if you're super picky about your resort and room type, you may have a hard time. But if you want to come that first month it's open, there's pretty good availability almost everywhere. Really is. And because they opened it early, it's actually they're lower. They're like, it's not peak season that they're opening it in. It's low season. So. Right. So I looked at August 31st through September 2nd. Again, most people might say, listen, let me grab one night or a couple mm-hmm. nights there to just experience it and be to one of the first. To get those extra, extra. Okay, so extra all about hours. <laughs> um, and then, you know, who knows what else might happen. You know, mm-hmm. on any opening of anything, there's always something special. Mm-hmm. So the wide open availability pretty much everywhere. There was spotty things, but things you would suspect, you know, like um, – the Polynesian bungalows are not mm-hmm. available. Things like that that are hard to get anyway. So looking at things like All-Stars, any of the All-Stars, $149 per night. Oh, yeah. I priced it out the other day um, for a client, and there was a discount available. It was like $95 a night for checking in the day before Star Wars op- opens, and you get a gift card, too. It right. is insane. Yeah, I want to point out, I'm looking strictly at rack rate. Yeah. From the website. Oh, yeah, there's tons of discounts. Tons in fact, discounts I don't have a there. single client, tra- most clients traveling this summer that don't have discounts. Excellent. As a matter of fact, let me go through the pricing and then I want you to talk about the discounts because okay. that's a good point. So, All Stars, $149 per night, rack plus tax. Coronado, $298. Port Orleans French Quarter, $251 per night plus tax. And uh, as you get up into the higher resorts, more money, contemporary, $548 per night plus tax. But again, not outrageous. 
Oh, not yeah. out of what you wouldn't normally see. Yeah, they and, didn't rack up the rates like Disneyland did. Yeah. So tell me about the discounts that are going on. Now you're people. putting me on the spot. I was prepared for guests. I'm sorry. I was not prepared for discounts. I'm sorry. Um, they have a summer room offer right now where it's a discounted room rate and you also get a gift card. So per night, uh, value resorts, you get a $10 gift card per night. Moderates is 15 per night. And then um, Deluxe is $20 per night and Villas as well. Um, so that's one. There's a summer meal offer that you get. Um, I think it's like one quick service meal per day. Um, but yeah. There's tons and tons. You of did much so better far, than I would have done. That's I go, why I turned it over to when you. When I click on to see the discounts, I have to scroll over. There's so many so for many these discounts, dates. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. There's a really good pass holder discount, and there's a great Florida resident discount for, as well. For the size of this expansion, for the excitement around this, I'm surprised that there's not more uh, – yes. that it's not filled up. Yeah, that's as not am sold I. out. Mm-hmm. So It's also the end of the summer. A lot of kids are going back to school. Yeah. I, I understand um, – I, I can see some reason it's Labor Day weekend going into Labor Day weekend. I can see that a lot of kids, you know, kids start school up north so at this time. And the, in the south, most kids are back in school. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, school for sure. But I think that people who want to see this. This was my big my big add to this conversation. No, you did great before. You knew what Katsaka was. Um, but people who want to see this are not going to care about that. They'll They'll figure out a way to come here. Either taking the kids out of school or mm-hmm. putting them up for adoption. Or having someone watch them. <laughs> oh, my. And so I think that that's what surprises me. When you looked at other places opening at Walt Disney World, there was much more um, excitement. I don't know if it's excitement. It was much more. It was much harder to find a room for certain things. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what's surprising me about galaxy's edge it could also be the fact that there's so many more hotel rooms on property these days yeah. and so many more options for people to do it what else do we want to tell people about galaxy's edge uh so different from disneyland vip tours they can't they're very vague about it but they haven't said no yet for disney world they've said we can't guarantee it but pro- you can probably get in i mean i'm sure it's going to be a capacity thing if they've got 10 groups of 10 vip tours all wanting to go in at the same time Probably not. They're probably going to have to stagger them, but they're not saying a hard no like they are in Disneyland. And who knows? They might do a separate one just for that. Yeah. Just for Galaxy's Edge. They're not above that. <laughs> um, Craig is the only one who's had a chance to actually step inside Galaxy's Edge as part of a press event. The only one in this room. There was more. Than oh, the just only one in this room. <laughs> yeah. Well, does anyone else count outside of this room? Uh, that's the question I ask myself every single day. Every time you're in here, does anyone really yes. count? Yes. So, you couldn't take pictures, couldn't no. take video. Can you talk about your experience, or have you been sworn to secrecy? Is this uh, like Fight Club? It, it was not like Fight Club. Uh, I am allowed to speak about it, okay. uh, my entire experience. So essentially, we were only supposed to have five minutes in there, and it was just about, I would say, 40 yards into it uh, from the Walt Disney World entrance that uh, – sorry – I said that all sloppily. I was trying to get to where I was going for there. Obviously, we visited it in Walt Disney World, not in Disneyland. At Disneyland, there's going to be technically three entrances in or out. Operations will decide how that works when it comes. Uh, but at Walt Disney World, we only have two. One is in that section right between Muppet Vision 3D and Baseline Tap House and Grand Avenue. And then the other is connected to Toy Story Land. 
So uh, those will be the two ways that you could potentially get in or out. Those are the only two ways as of this point in time uh, and for the foreseeable future. But we went in. Sorry. So where did you go in? What was your entrance? Uh, We went in the entrance that was the Grand Avenue entrance. So that to put that into perspective, uh, basically kind of the middle of the land is going to be where the market and dining areas is and the Millennium Falcon. And that will be when you enter in from the Toy Story Land entrance, that will be directly in front of you. Uh, from the other side, that's completely all the way on the left. If you remember the model from the D23 Expo and been pushed around, there's like a really wooded area off to the left. That's going to be where Rise of the Resistance is. So I'm guessing until Rise of the Resistance is finished, um, you know, it that's it seems like that would make for a more natural entrance for the time being and then you know have everything exit through toy story land again that's all questions but essentially we are allowed to go in from the entrance at grand avenue to about maybe 40 yards into the tell actual about, land tell me about the transition because that to me feels like a harsh transition yeah. well it was not it was different from pandora in this way we walked through this tunnel where the land like Currently, for us, they still had the model set up in there, so we could actually see the model and then also go into it to Kevin, see how that was how that was built. I'm I'm smiling a little bit. It was a, it, but we went through this natural transition with a a big cave, and so then once you come out the other side, this world is just in front of you. And in terms of sight lines, uh, they covered all the basis on that i mean that's part of the reasons why we don't have the muppets balloon anymore because that would have shown uh once you're in there you can only see galaxy's edge totally immersed. you are totally immersed the sound was the thing that took me by surprise we could hear so much noise when we were on the other side of the walls and i mean you can that park is so loud uh at all times of the day and as soon as we got in there it was like it all vanished so uh, they they are employing sound technology, kind of like Pandora, with ambient noises to help block it out. Uh, but it's just it's one of those imagineering tricks that it's I don't know how they they soundproof everything to make it yeah, so amazing. quiet. But yeah. it's really like we were in there and it was just like sounds of construction far off. And that was it. You couldn't hear the rest of the park oh, back really where cool. you were in there. And and it's just – it's not the tallest you've seen. Like if you've been in Pandora, you know that those floating mountains are just massive and hover over that entire land. This isn't, this isn't the same scale. It doesn't feel like I'm looking up at everything. In this, it just feels long. It feels like – it feels like it's an actual place because it's not like I just walk in and that's it there. It's you're going to have to really get lost and explore all the different areas around. And and the details are exactly what you would expect from Imagineering. It's just it everything looks like it could be movie ready and they could go in and film something in there right away. Uh, what did you get to see specifically? Did you get to see any of the restaurants or the Millennium Falcon or anything We like that? did not go in that far because we went in the Rise of the Resistance side. We got to see the entrance to that attraction where that will be, and we got a pretty good overview of that entire back area. So realistically, we only saw maybe like a fifth of the entire land and it felt massive standing in there. Like I couldn't, I knew from looking at a map how little we were actually seeing. And that was 
that was kind of mind blowing because it felt like that that one area would just be enough right there, and to know that it kept going and going and going was just kind of mind boggling in a way. And it's so I, I think a lot of people are not going to they're not going to expect how how big it is. I mean, it's fourteen plus acres. I mean, it, this is huge, and the fact that they've made it sort of uh, because it's a village. You have to have places where people are going to live and work, and so it's totally explorable and not like a big open space. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds incredible. Yeah, it's it's just it's unlike. I, I even say that it's unlike anything Disney has done before. Again, Pandora is an amazing addition to to Animal Kingdom, but that they they took a a world that was created in CGI and you know just imagery like that it wasn't a real place and i'm not saying star wars stuff is real but the movies have until you get to the prequels they had a basis in wanting to use real locations and in actual practical effects and so this land feels like it could be right in the movies and it has a sense of realism to it i don't get that from pandora because that was when i watched that on the big screen that was it was a cgi world so they did a really good job at making a real life location out of the cgi world this it feels like it's finally a real place that was in the movies that now i can go but to not only that it's more like you know this is a real place where people could exist yes that thank right? you it's not sort of this fanciful you know you can't live in fantasy land but this is a place where you might envision a civilization taking place um what was the one thing besides the noise and the expanse of it that struck you? Did you get anything where you looked at it and you went, wow, I can't wait to see more of that or that's going to be – For me, closer. it was kind of like looking at the rock work and stuff. I know that is such a nerdy answer into there, but you know, this stuff is all hand-created. It's hand-sculpted. They're, they're putting the work into it and knowing the, knowing the realism that they're trying to put into the land – it's going to extend beyond the rock work. It's going to extend into every building that's up there. It's going to be, you know, you know. We joked about this in the beginning of talking about it where we said, well, what are people going to do for four hours? There's only one ride. Well, once you've spent two and a half hours in line, <laughs> I think there's going to be a great deal of people just exploring and absorbing the land and enjoying it. Yeah. Did you see where the new Coca-Cola bottles will go? I did not. And uh, you know what? I, I'll be fine if I don't find them in that there for the a while. That was the biggest cheer <laughs> of that presentation. <laughs> they went absolutely nuts when they talked about those Coca-Cola bottles, remember? I do. I mean, they did give people a free shirt. That's true. We did get free shirts. <laughs> That'll get a big cheer from anyone. <laughs> and the only thing I will say that we can do the sort of – it certainly doesn't trump – Craig's experience and certainly doesn't match it, but we got to sit in the uh, ride vehicle for Rise of the Resistance. We did. And that's and that's really cool. We saw that the small, 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 tiny model at D twenty three Expo in twenty seventeen, and it was one of the. It was sitting right in front of the main model, and so everyone's like just bypassing it, going to the <laughs> big show, and I'm like, but that's. That's clearly – that's going to be one of the ride vehicles. We yeah, didn't know what yeah. the rides were at the time, but we knew it. So then to see it, like pictures of you guys sitting in it and now that yeah, it sits really its full cool. form, like that's awesome. But And what I really like too is, again, I think it's a ride I can ride. I fit in the seat. My legs fit between yep. me and the seat in front of me. Yep. It wasn't like so many rides today that I give up on because it's just so uncomfortable. So that's really exciting too is it? I'm looking forward to that ride very much. 
Yeah, it's similar to um, like dinosaur. I would say like it's just open seats like that in a big. Or the great movie ride or something uh, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Excellent. All right, so we're really excited about it. Almost all of us. <laughs> um, we hope you're excited about it. We hope you uh, are able to take advantage of the reservation at Disneyland or at least get to Walt Disney World when it first opens. If you're interested in a reservation, please contact your agent. Your agent will certainly be able to help you or at least get you in charge or get you in front of someone who can help you make a reservation for either Disneyland or Walt Disney World for the opening of Galaxy's Edge. If you don't have an agent, please contact Michaela. Michaela, spell your email address for us. It's M-A-K-A-Y-L-A at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. There's like a thousand ways to spell Michaela, so nobody ever does it right. right. (laughs) Or if you want to write to Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin can get you to me. It's easier to spell Kevin. (laughs) Kevin or Michaela, and then you'll be able to get you in front of the right person to to book that for you. You got to do it. Yeah, honestly, that Disneyland first month is the way to go. It certainly is. It will save you standing in line for hours. Because when they open to the general public, you know the standby line is going to be hours and hours long. you're in Disneyland. Yeah, can't go wrong with Disneyland. Exactly. It's my favorite place. Thank you guys very much for helping me out with the conversation. I truly appreciate it. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. (laughs) 